Hi, everyone. Welcome to Hallmark Movie Drafts, where our three guest panelists are all Hallmark movie enthusiasts and Deck the Hallmark podcast double-deckers who love to rate, rank, and debate all things Hallmark movies related. It's January 2024, and it's time to turn the clock back to January 2023 through mid-October and thrash out a list of the 10 best non-Christmas holiday movies that aired during that time. So no Christmas in July movies, no countdown to Christmas movies. And yet even with those, there's still a massive eligibility list of 60 movies. I'm Lynn, your host, and with me is Aaron Beth, my co-host. And joining us today as guest co-host is someone who made her first appearance on HMD as a panelist in the Fall Fields Draft back in October. It's Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Lynn? Do you have thoughts on your um on your favorite movies for for this draft? Oh, I definitely have a lot of thoughts on the movies from this past year. Well, you've been such a help to me a couple of times in putting together the movie descriptions that I use. Most recently in that crazy December draft that we just did with the best um, Christmas movies last month. So I just want to thank you again um, because you're jumping into it. Truly was a show saver. I was just like so far behind in in um, so many of these, so many of these drafts. And the next time that you're going to be drafting actually isn't until this summer for the West Brown draft. And the chat has already started among the players in, in that one. So um, I'm glad you're here today to co-host with Aaron Beth, do the trivia round and weigh in with your thoughts. So we'll get started in just a second. So Aaron Beth, I was looking over this list of these 60 movies and even excluding the holiday movies, Hallmark gave us 11 or 12 mystery theme movies, depending on how you slice them, um, with six of those being potential new movie mystery series. Um, eight were filmed on location movies. Um, that was the draft topic for the second HMD show way back in October, 2022. Um, there were also National Park Romance uh, series movies that got launched. The um, the Love Club series got got launched and had this really odd trifecta of sports theme movies that came out. And then one or two movies that starred real couples in Lifetime that I didn't even know were a thing, let alone married. <laughs> so it's uh, quite a hodgepodge. Did you make it through all all 60 movies? I did. It was it it was a chore. I had to make sure you kept up on it every week because you know coming into Christmas, there's no time to catch up. So all yeah, 60 movies. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And and what I just described didn't even describe half of the content that Hallmark pushed out. That was just like maybe 20 movies right right there. I all right. Don't so, ask me if I remember all 60 movies, but I did watch all 60 movies. <laughs> exactly exactly all right so now for the panelists um this is an interesting panel because there are two players who are very experienced drafters they've hung out together in um real life because they sort of live near one another um geography is not my strong point so i just know they're in the same state and i've seen them in pictures together so that's my that's my disclaimer um they've drafted against one another as well but there's also a third panelist who's making their first appearance on the show and what they may lack in drafting experience they more than make up for in enthusiasm dedication and quite frankly i would not count them out in this game so here we go first up is tracy 
Tracy, welcome back. You and the guys in the background. Hi. I was going to say good morning, but it's afternoon. We're all over the country. So, and it is afternoon here now, technically. So, it is. It is. And, um, you know, uh, uh, Tyler Hines recently actually, the real Tyler Hines, not one of his 300 impersonators, recently <laughs> liked a post that I did in Hallmark Movies drafts on, on Instagram because the Tyler Hines draft was the, so far is the number one listened to show, um, according to Spotify. And I nearly fainted when I saw the legit check mark. I went in and made sure, you know, triple check that it was him. And then I was thinking, if I feel that giddy over a freaking like on Instagram, how does Tracy, how does Tracy feel? Especially when Tyler says things to her like, Oh my gosh, you smell good. That was, yeah, you kind of <laughs> just floats. You float. You're just like, mm. yeah, it's uh, yeah. surreal. Um, it's surreal. Yeah. yeah. And then I just kind of snap myself out of it and try to have a conversation with him. But yeah. yeah. You also do a really fabulous TikTok where you do Hallmark movie reviews mm. super fast. Did you, did you review every single Hallmark movie this year? Because uh, in addition to the 69 Christmas ones, there were I only, I only did last year and this year, like 2022 and 2023, I only did the uh, Christmas ones. So um, this year coming up 2024, I'm my hope is to be able to do every single one of them. So I did not do reviews for like the 60 whatever ones were, where our eligibility list is for here. I didn't do them for those. I was like, well, we'll see if I can do the holiday season and get like through four a week and then Thanksgiving week, which is crazy. Um, I think I can do one or two a week. I think I can well, keep it up. We all we all love it. You have a great one of my years things. I <laughs> love it. All right. Good good luck today. So next up is um is Tracy's friend of me as at least in terms of today. It's Kate. Hey Kate, how are you today? I am well. How are you? Good. Do you have a do you have a wine pairing? You usually have a wine pairing for a match. I do. I guess I'll give it away now. I was going to wait for the game, but I uh, made a, a spin on a sangria, but I did white wine instead. And oh. yes, I'm drinking at 1213. Cheers. Awesome. All right. Well, good, good luck today. And last but certainly not least is our third panelist making her first appearance on HMD, as I said, the outlier who may just run away with the whole damn thing. <laughs> It's Langley. Langley, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this is so cool because when we chatted about um, about being on a panel, you were not at all hesitant to take on this massive draft. I said, wow, you know, it'd be your first time. It's 60 movies. And um, you said, yeah, no problem. Um, where does this bravery come from, Langley? I kind of figured because I typically watch them all anyways, and I just ranked them starting when we first spoke in the spring. Um, I already had Letterboxd, and just as a movie came out, I just added it to my ranking. And then um, in the last few weeks have gone back and watched a couple or listened to Deck the Hallmark episodes to try to re-familiarize myself with some of the older ones but already had a general ranking of what I, where I was going to put everything. So things have been tweaked, but my general list has pretty much stayed the same. Wow. That's fabulous. So it sounds like, 
sounds like it maybe wasn't really difficult for you to select that final 10 in the Not last as much as I days. thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Langley's like, yeah, bring me back for a draft of 100 now. Let's go. <laughs> your game, Hallmark movie drafts. Up your game. <laughs> this is great. Well, well, good luck. Good luck Thank today. You. All right. So let's start shifting into gameplay mode. If this is your first time listening, you can pause here and listen to Hallmark Movie Drafts in intro show first. That's where I go over the rules and vetoes in more detail, or just keep listening and you'll pick it up. To be eligible, um, really straightforward. The movies had to air on Hallmark or Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel and not be part of Christmas in July or countdown to the Christmas um, premieres. So that's a whopping 60 movies, as I said at the top of the show. Honestly, it seems a lifetime ago. October seems a lifetime ago. So kudos to everybody who was able to, to keep up with everything um, as we went through all the new Christmas movies recently. You'll see a full list of the titles on our Instagram and letterbox. The links are in the the links to the socials are in the show notes. Let's talk drafting positions. Okay. So drafting positions for this match, there are three of them, A, B, and C. Drafter C picks positions 10, 7, and 3 on the list and gets one veto card and the veto override card. Drafter B picks positions 9, 6, 4, and 2. Drafter B only gets one veto card because that position gets uh, one extra play. So more opportunities to get your favorite movie onto the list um, than anyone else. And Drafter A picks positions 8, 5, and the number one position on the list. Drafter A gets a veto card and a bonus veto, basically two vetoes, um, and this position picks the number one movie title. Um, in addition, Tracy comes into this match with one leftover veto card that she can use in addition to whichever uh, vetoes come with the position that she ends up with. So how do we choose who gets to pick A, B, or C first? That's where Aaron Beth and Stephanie come in. There are trivia masters for this round. And after they go over the rules with the, uh, with the panelists, we'll get started. So take it away, guys. All right. So these uh, questions this year are a year in the making. I hope everyone took really good notes. <laughs> but um, in 2024, the trivia round rules have changed. We are going hands up and clueless. So please listen closely to these new rules. Number one, you can't answer until Stephanie or I have finished asking a question. Number two, as soon as Stephanie or I have finished asking the question, raise your virtual hand. The first virtual hand raised will be called on to answer the question. Do not raise your virtual hand until we finished asking the question and do not answer until your name has been called. Number three, when your name is called, you must answer immediately. Any pause of more than two seconds will be considered a wrong answer, and the question will go to the remaining drafters. Number four, after you answer, you will be told if you are right or wrong. If you're wrong, you can't guess again until the other two drafters have made a guess or stated that they do not know the answer. And number five, there will no longer be any clues given for stumped panels. When all panelists are stumped and no one knows the answer, a new question will be given. And everyone will once again be able to raise their virtual hand to answer once their name is called. Are there any questions? Great. If you don't have any questions, we have a few. So let's get started with the trivia round. Stephanie, why don't you kick us off? 
Okay, our first question. In Curious Caterer Fatal Vows, what does Nikki's character wear to trap the killer? Kate, you were up quick with that one. Wedding dress. A wedding dress is correct. All right. The next question is... So, so Kate, um, you get to sit back and just relax and figure out if you want to be drafter A, B, or C. And you'll also be first in the veto order for every round as well. All right. So for Tracy and Langley, get your fingers on your uh, virtual hand, because here we go. In Sweeter Than Chocolate, the magic-filled chocolate cupids help people find true love. What is the secret ingredient? Oh, and see, now we have pink faces. <laughs> Less hands. It was a long time ago. Kate says she knows. Maybe one of you could bribe her. <laughs> I love this movie, too. But I didn't rewatch it. All right. I think we will call this one um, unknown. However, yeah. the answer was bravery. Um, wow. Stephanie, if you want to go to the next one. Okay. In The Dancing Detective, what country does the dancing competition take place in? Laylee. Spain. That is incorrect. Tracy, you were up next. It was in Ocean. Two. You've passed the two seconds. So I thought I said it. No. How would you say? Italy. Italy. You were wrong. Okay, I was wrong anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I just heard the hum and not the other. Oh, but we, sorry. We got it wrong anyway. Mm. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. In Made for Each Other, what object did Alexandra's character use to bring Clay to life? Langley. A necklace. Necklace. You are correct. Right. So um, that means, Kate, you will choose first. Langley, you second. And Tracy, you will get to choose whatever's left after that. Way to go, gang. That was really that was really good. How did okay. you how did you like the whole virtual hand thing? Was it was it easy enough? Yeah, I liked it. Felt yeah. like family feud. Like family exactly. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Well said. All right, Kate. Which drafting position do you want to have? A, B, or C? I would like to be drafter B today. Kate will be drafter B, so she will have picks nine, six, four, and two, and she gets only one veto card. And Kate will be first up in the veto order when we when we start um, making picks. Langley, which drafting position would you like, A or C? Like uh, A. Langley is going for it. She wants to be drafter A. She gets eight, five, and the number one position. And she basically gets two bonus vetoes, a very smart move, because that leaves Tracy as drafter C. Tracy will have picks 10, 7, and 3. Tracy gets one veto, the veto override, which she cannot use to save her own pick, but she can use it to, to override one of uh, Langley's and Kate's picks. And she has the extra veto that she's coming in with. So Tracy has two vetoes and the veto override. All right, so 
just a couple more things. You guys know you're going to DM me your pics through the Zoom chat. And the other thing is, is that Stephanie, Aaron, Beth, and I have this side hustle going on where the three of us ex exchanged our top 10 lists of the movies that we loved and they were ranked. And we are competing with one another to see how many of our of our titles make it onto your final definitive list. We don't have to get them in the right order. We're just trying to see which one of us gets more titles in our in our list than than each other. It's bragging rights, no other prize. Sorry. Okay, so here we go, Tracy. When you're ready, go ahead and DM me your pick, and we will get started seeing what y'all come up with for a ten best list out of these. 60. Look at my list. Uh, yeah. Okay. I have Tracy's, I have Tracy's pick. And she has chosen a movie from 2023, obviously. It's a movie starring Nikki Deloche is Goldie. Andrew Walker is Tom. It is Curious Caterer. Fatal Vows. This is the third movie of the series. Um, Goldie Berry, that's Nikki, is a caterer and an amateur detective and is hired to provide food for a very sizable wedding. Um, Goldie and her friend are, are catering at the Elk Park Society Wedding of the Year. The bride, groom, and many of their friends in the wedding party are people that they went to school with. Um, the bride is Jessamine, Tom's ex-wife, who Goldie is not surprised to find is the ultimate bridezilla. It's a big cast, a big wedding. Um, and if I'm remembering correctly, I think this is the one with one of the best dead death scenes um, where someone falls face first into a water fountain. If I'm thinking of this correctly, I'm getting a nod for Tracy. Tracy, tell us why you've chosen this for number 10. Um, I, well, okay. So the series of all three of them, and I think we got two of the three this year, right? The first one was last year, but um, I really liked this one. I think because we got more of Tom's backstory um, with his ex, Jessamine, I just rewatched it um, a couple of days ago. So it actually moved up on my list to my 10, my 10 spot. Um, uh, I love, I love Nikki Deloach and Andrew Walker together and them doing a mystery together is just so much fun. Their chemistry is off the charts, which we already know. Um, I think they call each other work husband, work wife. So, um, uh, yeah, but I just, I did like the death is great. Uh, that sounds horrible. Uh, <laughs> um, it sounds really bad, but it is, it's pretty good. And I, I think I liked I don't think I figured it out until further on than when I normally figure out these mysteries. So kept me thinking a little bit longer than some of them. Um, uh, so that's why I like this one at 10. Was it the best one? No, but I think it deserves to be up here. Oh, all great. All great reasons. You know, um, when I was first starting out, I was a director of catering and conference services, and that included a lot of weddings. And I've seen some really bad behavior. I've seen more than a few people fall face first into something. Um, but fortunately, they survived. So Langley, you are first up in the veto order. What do you think of Curious Caterer Fatal Vows? You, you, are you okay with it at number 10? Do you want to veto it? What do you think? I'm okay with it at number 10. Um, I really like the Curious Caterer um, series. It's not in my top 10, but I think it definitely deserves to be in the top 10. I'm, I have no interest in vetoing it. I think it's great in that place. Okay, Langley is okay with it at number 10. Kate, what about you? What do you think? 
Um, I think Nikki and Andrew are um, always worth a watch. And I also think that their chemistry fools us into thinking that these movies are better than they are. Um, I don't love this movie. I, I am not going to veto it though. Cause you just won't find me vetoing Andrew Walker ever. So there you go. So, okay. So it's locked <laughs> in. And plus remember, you know, listeners remember if someone vetoes a movie, uh, they can play it higher up the, on the list. It doesn't mean that it's out of the game. It's just out of that particular position. So way to go, Tracy. We have locked in Curious Caterer Fatal Vows at number 10. And that means that, Kate, you are up next. You can uh, DM me your pick for number nine. Stephanie, what do you think of the um, Curious Caterer movies and, and this one in particular? Are you a fan? You know, I agree a lot with what Kate said. Um, I agree that I think I like the series in general, but I do think that because we love Nikki and Andrew so much, we often think that they're better than they actually are. Um, but what I did like about this movie in particular was Nikki rolling out the murder board and like getting into that was probably like the best part about this movie. I think this is one of the like the better one in this series. Um, but overall, I feel like I'm a little disappointed because I feel like they have two like rock stars um, for this series. And I just feel like it's not as great as it could be. Ooh, okay. So kind of a backhanded compliment. It's maybe all right. Okay. It's not a dumpster fire, according to Stephanie, but also not not in her top 10, most likely. Okay. I actually have Kate's pick for number nine. And Kate has chosen a movie that features um Denise uh Boat, Boot, I think it is, B-O-U-T-T-E. If I get the last name mispronounced, I'm sorry. And Colin Lawrence. It's a Napa Ever After. A lawyer inherits a family uh, vineyard. And while on sabbatical from work to restore the vineyard, she finds a love like she's never known before. This movie had great scenery, great chemistry, two really fabulous leads. Um, but Kate, why did you pick this at number nine? That's why I like the movie. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I, I'm curious what other people think about this movie. Um, I'm glad to know you like it, Lynn. It's it always seems like a personal pick for me because I'm a sucker for like someone inheriting the winery storylines. I just think that those are the best. And, you know, Colin Lawrence is always welcome on my TV screen. Um, I think the friend scenes are really great. The double date scenes really fun. Um I always really like his, I think his name is Everett Golding. He plays the dad in this movie. He's one of those like solid go-to Hallmark actors that's like always puts in a good performance. Um, and this movie's no exception. And of course my wine pairing for the day is my white wine, which they drink a lot of white wine in this movie. So I made a white wine sangria in honor of Aaron Beth's cocktail for this. So those are my reasons. Let's it's, I'm curious awesome. to hear what everyone thinks about this movie. So, was this one of was this one of the offerings from the um, from the mahogany? Um, it was. Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah, they're they're just beautifully shot, well acted. You know, it's really, really great stuff. I did like this movie. It did not make my final top ten and and ended up eleventh uh, on my personal list. But I was really glad to see that someone has that someone has played it and enjoyed it. 
And we will see if Langley is going to crush your dreams to have this at number nine, because Langley, you're up in the veto order. What do you think of Napa Ever After? I am going to crush your dreams in veto. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was like in my 20s, like somewhere. Like I vaguely remember it, um, but I, I remember the chemistry was good. The girlfriends, I loved the having the girlfriends there. That was great. The scenery was beautiful. That's all I remember. I literally remember nothing else of this movie. Um, I don't remember anything from the storyline. I just, I remember it being kind of boring. So sorry, Kate. <laughs> so Langley came to play. Napa Ever After is out at number nine. Kate could play it. Um, Kate could play it higher up on the list if she chooses to. Langley used one of her vetoes. She still has, she still has one left. And I have, um, Kate has lost no time in sending a replacement pick. She has chosen a movie that um, stars uh, Eloise Mumford. Dan Giannette is uh, Dean Chase. Eloise is Lucy. It's sweeter than chocolate. (laughs) I think some of us really remember this movie just based on the double-decker chat that was going on. It's, um, it's a movie that goes like this. Lucy Sweet is the master chocolatier at How Sweet It Is in the Midwestern town of Watson Corners, the store which she owns and operates with her widowed mother, Helen Sweet. Dean Chase is a TV reporter who goes to investigate How Sweet It Is, which is rumored to have the secret recipe to finding true love on Valentine's Day with their chocolate Cupid confection. Can eating a chocolate Cupid really help you fall in love? Or is this supposed family legend just a marketing ploy to sell more chocolate? Let's find out. All right, Kate, tell us why you like this movie at number nine. So I, I think this rests a lot on the leads. They're two very underutilized hall stars. I love both of them and they're um, in a lot of my favorites. Um, they have amazing chemistry. One of the top kissing scenes of the year kind of got lost in the shuffle because it was so early on. Um, it's kind of a cheesy plot line, but the leads are so good that I just think you can't help but be charmed by this one. So let's see. Langley, were you charmed by this movie? I love this movie. It's higher up on my list. So um, I think it should be higher, but I'm happy with it at nine. Langley is happy with this at nine. Tracy, how about you? Did you like this movie? What do you think of, of Sweeter Than Chocolate at number nine? It is my number nine. So... Ooh. Yeah, it right there yeah so i i agree with everything uh kate said it was wow just, even right. though for bravery but you know <laughs> i still like this movie i remember just liking it a lot in the beginning and of the year and then it just as i was in my letterbox it just never moved down the list it just kind of stayed up there so. it always stayed at night yeah mm-hmm. you know um Tracy, it's your turn to send me, or I'm sorry, Langley, it's your turn to send me your pick. This will be Langley's first pick of the match, and it's for um, ranking number eight. And while she's doing that, um, Aaron Beth, I am happy to eat chocolate um, for any reason. <laughs> I'm, I've been married for 22 years, so I, I don't think it would be good for me to eat it to try to fall in love with anybody else. But what about you? Did you like the Cupid movie? I did. I thought it was a sweet movie. <laughs> um I mean it was (laughs) it was 17 for me but when you have 60 movies 17 is actually really high on the list you know so um 
I thought it was a cute, a cute, cute movie. If someone wanted to give me a chocolate and I would find my true love, I think I would try it out. I mean, what the heck, right? How about you, Stephanie? Are you a chocolate lover? What did you think of this movie? Oh yeah, I absolutely adored this movie. Um, I think one of the things that I really liked about it was that Hallmark, like in the, just in the plot and everything, when they feature the different couples, they're just much more representative of what we see in society today too. So um, it just was really nice to see Hallmark take that step forward also. So, you know. Good point. Absolutely. Hallmark. Well said. Good point. All right. I have Langley's first pick. She's offering up um, for number eight, a movie that features Alexa Penavega as Anna. Nicholas Bishop is Sebastian. It's a Paris proposal. Anna travels to Paris on business where she and Sebastian, her work colleague, are mistakenly believed to be a couple by a client. And now they must keep up appearances to not disappoint their biggest client ever. So this is a fake relationship trope, which I adore. Um, this was filmed on location. Langley, what would you like to tell us about A Paris Proposal and why you chose it? So I thought it was fun because this movie actually had multiple tropes in it. It is a fake relationship trope, but it also had like an enemies to lover trope, a um, like single hotel room, It just multiple different. And like, I don't always love tropes, but this one, when I was went back to go over it, I was like, trope, trope, trope. But for some reason it was like, okay, I still really enjoyed it. Um, it also, it's one of those that I feel like should have been our um green flag that the kisses this year were going to be better than in the past like when he puts the necklace on her I just remember the double decker chat exploding because it was like nothing anyone had ever seen before um but it was just fun and it showed family and workplace and the kind of smarmy guy who was trying to ruin everything for them. I just really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was fun. Yeah, and who doesn't love a Paris setting too as well? And Langley, as you were giving your reasoning, you actually just gave me an idea. Um, I think I'll start looking for Hallmark movies that have multiple tropes in one, um, because you know, I do a lot of trope themes for, for um, this podcast, but I think trying to find a select group and um, being able to talk about the different tropes that are layered within one movie might be a cool, cool thing to do. So thank you for that little inspa there. Okay, Kate, you are first up in the veto order. What do you think of A Paris Proposal at number eight? Yeah, I had this one up a little bit higher at number six, so I'm not going to veto it. Um, I agree there's great shots of Paris. The leads are great together. Um, I think part of why we like that kiss scene is that guy, like, I don't know if he's really French. He's a little handsy in this movie. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> but Alexa Pena Vega went with it. So um, her wardrobe was exquisite. She looked great in every scene. Um, yeah, I think it's great. I'm glad it's on the list. Awesome. And Tracy, what about what about you? And Tracy, I, I have to apologize. I um, typically forget to ask the person who has the veto override if they want to override a veto. Oh. Would, you have, would you have overridden... <laughs> No, I've been kind of over Napa ever after. I had that like okay, good. <laughs> on my list. So no, I wouldn't be to that. Um, sorry, Kate, <laughs> but no. 
um, for uh, a Paris proposal. I mean, I don't have this. It's not on my list. It I have it down farther, maybe because I couldn't remember what the plot was when I was looking through my list to finalize it. I couldn't remember exactly what it was, even though the name is Paris Proposal. Um, but then when you, I was like, oh, like, because there were so many to try to remember. You don't have time to rewatch them all. Um, but like, but I look at like the middle, like the 20, 20 to 40 in my thing. And I don't really, like those could, those could move up, move down. They're all like interchangeable for me. Um, at eight, let me see what I have at eight. Yeah. I'm okay with it at eight. It doesn't bother me that whole much at eight. What, what I have at eight is something that I could probably sacrifice for that. I have a feeling if I didn't play it now, it might get played later. So, because somebody just said it was higher up on their list. So I'll just keep it here at eight. That's fine. Tracy's going to let it ride out of strategy because it's could be played I remember. Up. Didn't you yeah. like reminded me of what the, I was like, oh yeah, they did have that one really steamy. So, you know, I was all, mm. Well, steamy for Hallmark. So that wasn't, that wasn't <laughs> Paris is always a good idea, somebody said. Anyone? I love that. Yes, one. Paris is always a good idea. All right, Limeway, congratulations. You got through number eight. There was like, yeah, absolutely. Fist bump and all. Um, that brings us to number seven. Um, Tracy, you can DM me your, your pick. I'll do a quick recap so far. We're kind of breezing right along. We have Curious Caterer. Fatal Vows at number 10. At nine, Sweeter Than Chocolate. We just locked in a Paris proposal at eight. Tracy is going to send me her pick for number seven. And in the meantime, um, Stephanie, what did you think of a Paris proposal? I, so, you know, it's funny. It I actually agree with everything that's kind of been said. So I thought it was like beautifully shot, the outfits, were awesome. I thought it was fun. I liked how there was like a, a bunch of tropes, um, but also like it wasn't in like my top 10. Like I enjoyed it, but um, definitely like it wasn't like my at the top this year, but I thought it was like, it was a good movie. I just think it's a good example of Hallmark's just making better movies. Hallmark is making better movies. You hear it from Stephanie. I don't know how many people are going to be laughing hilariously at that comment or <laughs> raising their fists going, yes, Yes, we agree. We agree. <laughs> but Stephanie is making a bold statement there in 2024. Better not better not disappoint Stephanie in 2024, Hallmark. <laughs> just better don't. All right. I have Tracy's pick for number seven. She has chosen a movie that features Rachel Boston and Warren Christie. It's The More Love Grows. Helen, that's Rachel, is blindsided when her husband asks for a separation. With the help of a friendly vet named Ben, that's Warren Christie, and a rebunctious stray dog, she rediscovers her strength and begins to rebuild her life. Andrea Brooks is in this, um, and Linda Boyd plays Cindy, who becomes her new best friend and gives some rock and great advice. Great advice. Great advice. Okay. Tracy, tell us why you love um, The More Love Grows at number seven. It wasn't a typical Hallmark like movie. It was because um, I know at the end, we always accept, expect the kiss at the end. And I think I really liked this movie because it seemed a little bit, a little bit more realistic because she had just at the beginning of the movie 
was blindsided by her husband wanting to leave her, right? So she's still in love with her husband. And she tells Warren Christie when he says, hey, I'd like this to be more. She's like, I'm not ready for this. And then she says, we need to take this really, really slow. Like, it, I was impressed with the fact that they didn't end it with the kiss. They just held hands, um, which I know a lot of people don't like. But I thought that that's... Um, that's real. That's more realistic, I think. Um, super cute dogs. Come on, you can't say no to dogs. Um, uh, what else is I gonna say? Oh, and Chumbawamba. Come on, how can you not love? Yes, not down. But I get up again. It was just. I think it was. It was a little bit of, um, kind of more of the realistic part of it. I think I really appreciated that, and it felt more real. Um, and that's why I have it at number seven. I love this movie. And, you know, Rachel Boston, when I first started watching Hallmark movies, which really wasn't until like 2017, I would often get her confused with Kimberly Sustad. And I don't know why. I mean, I can tell them apart now, obviously, but way back then, um, maybe not, maybe not so much. The Chumbawamba, who doesn't want to rock out to that? And let's face it, there are several Hallmark movies where the dog saves the film overall, the <laughs> experience because the plot and everything else does not. So interesting choice. The more love grows at number seven from Tracy. Kate, you are first up in the veto order. What do you think of the more love grows? Did you like it? I did. It's I have it at 15, so it's not my top 10, but I mean, out of 60, that's not too far down. Um, Rachel Boston is solid as always. She's just such a great go-to for these movies. Um, and it was a new storyline for Hallmark, so it stood out. The dogs are cute. And I'm glad you you shouted out Linda Boyd at the beginning. She's just like always good every time she shows up in one of these movies. And it was so cool for her to do like kind of this like rocker chick role that I bet she had so much fun with. So she yeah. reminded me, she reminded me a lot of um of our double decker friend, Cece. So <laughs> Yeah, no, it's I'm I'm happy it's on the list, even though I had it at 15, but it's it's definitely worth worth the top. Okay. Kate says, Kate says it's it's good for number seven, Langley. What do you think? I'm not gonna veto this either. Um I don't I I didn't really remember it. Like I rem as you talked about it, I'm remembering it more, but I love Rachel Boston and I love Gordon Christie. Um and I'd forgotten that they don't kiss at the end. And I think I remember at the time thinking, good job, Hallmark, because that made more sense for a relationship, especially with someone needing to take it slow. So while it didn't make, I don't even remember where it was on my list, I'm happy with it at seven. Yeah, I think it's the same way. Do you, do you, I just hate like the cringe factor sometimes where someone makes the declaration of love and they've known each other for you know, six days, three minutes and one hour, you know, and it's just, it's a little, it's a little much. Not that any of these are really realistic in the real world, but when you, when you try to immerse yourself in them, it's like, hmm, you know, I'll go for the, I'll go for a hand kiss, a hug or whatever. So, yeah. Do you feel the same way, Aaron Beth? It was an okay movie for me. It wasn't the best. I was trying to, I love Rachel Boston. So it was really hard for me not to adore this movie. Um, but it was an okay movie for me. I, it just kind of sat mid-level, but I love Rachel Watson. So I don't know if anyone else ever experiences that where they love an actor so much, they just really want to like a movie. Yeah, exactly. It gets points for her. Exactly. And the dog. 
and the dogs. All right. So we have locked in the, the more love grows at number seven, played by Tracy. Kate has already sent me her pick for number six. And I have it right here. Um, it features Tamara Maori Housley and Ristard Cooper. Marco Grassini is in this. It is uh, Haunted Harmony Mysteries Murder in G Major. Former orchestra conductor Gethsemane Brown moves to Ireland to teach at a boarding school. Bet y'all didn't think I'd be able to pronounce that name, but I went on Google. It's a beautiful name. So Gethsemane Brown moves to Ireland to teach at a boarding school. After um, deciphering a musical message, she meets a renowned composer's ghost, who is rumored to be behind the death of his lover. It's based on the books, The Gethsemane Brown Mysteries. I'm just going to keep saying that name over and over again. Um, it's a fun, lighthearted mystery set in Ireland with a great cast of characters. Uh, and it kind of gives off a vibe between Agatha Christie's Miss Marple and the Murder, She Wrote's, uh, Murder, She Wrote, Jessica Fletcher's kind of all rolled into one. Who doesn't love a ghost movie? Kate, tell us why you love this one at number six. So I think... Uh, Gethsemane. Gethsemane. Gethsemane, yes. You're welcome. Uh, Gethsemane. <laughs> one more time. Gethsemane. Good job. Um, so I think this is the best mystery of the year. Um, not to give away that the rest of my list doesn't have any more mysteries listed, but uh, this is my top. I think Tamara was great. Um, I loved, I think his name is Rystard Cooper, who played Eamon. Eamon. His Eamon. performance was incredible. I I always go into the mysteries thinking I'm probably not going to love it. They're like my least favorite in the Hallmark world. But this one was great a lot because of his performance. I love the Irish sense of humor that came through in many of the characters. Um, scenery was great. It was interesting. And it was one that I kind of am curious to see them keep making these on the network. So um, I liked it. I hope it stays on the list. Kate hopes that this wonderful Gethsemane movie stays on the list. Langley, are you going to, what are you going to do? Are you going to let Kate keep it at number six? You still have a veto left. What do you, what did you think of um, Haunted Harmony Mysteries Murder in G Major? So I'm actually ashamed to say I missed this movie. Um, I remember everyone talking about it and how great it was. And so, no, I am not going to veto it for my own inability to see all 60 movies. But, um, and I love the mysteries. I love, I read a lot of mystery um, series. So I am, I'm not going to veto this, but I mean, I loved Mara. And um, so I remember hearing really great things about this and how engaging it was. So no, I'm not going to veto it and going to, walk away with my tail between my legs and watch it this weekend. Gethsemane, Gethsemane on you. That's <laughs> great. You know, 60 is a lot to, 60 is a, was a lot to get through. Um, I think you're really going to love it. If you love mysteries and, and love two of the shows, TV shows that I kind of correlated it to, I think you'll like it a lot. Um, I won't comment on whether or not there's any real chemistry there, but the movie's, the movie's a blast. Um, in my humble opinion, but let's see what Tracy thinks of this Gethsemane Brown mystery. Yeah, I know. Don't you wish they just named it the Gethsemane Brown? No. Uh, Why not? Exactly. Right? <laughs> um, 
I agree with what everybody has said so much so that I am going to veto it. I think it needs to be higher. So Tracy using one of her uh, two vetoes this I'm going to cross out your 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 veto that you brought into the game. So you still have a veto left and a veto override left. She is crossing this out, Kate, but stating right up front that she wants it, it to be, be higher. That's the she wants it to be higher. Yep. So, um, so Kate, you can send me a replacement pick. Stephanie, what did you what did you think of this movie? Did you catch this one? Did you like it? Yeah, I also loved this movie. I think it was just fantastic. I'm not always someone who loves a ghost movie, but this one like actually kind of turned it around for me. So now I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give them more of a shot now moving forward. All right, great. Okay, I have Kate's replacement pick. We'll see how this goes. Kate has chosen a movie and that features uh, the fish, Rhiannon Fish is Beth. Tyler Hines is Jake. It's a picture of her. I'm seeing some faces here. A picture of her. Beth becomes the subject of an award-winning magazine's cover and goes on a quest to find the photographer who snapped her photo. So, of course, it's Tyler on a motorcycle, and he and Rhiannon Fish have a massive chemistry and lots and lots and lots of kisses. Kate, why did you choose a picture of her at number six? Um, yeah, let's see if Tracy wants to veto again. I have a feeling this might be higher on her list. Um, I like the leads. I don't love the movie. But that being said, that kiss deserves to be on the top 10 list of a Hallmark movie draft's best movies of 2023. So there it is. Kate is keeping it short and simple. It uh, sounds like it's all about the kiss. Langley, did you catch this one? What did you think of a picture of her and that kiss? Kisses. Is, is. <laughs> so I did. I remember watching this uh, the night it came out. Um, I love Tyler. I love the fish. This movie did not make my top ten. Um, I think Tyler's character is kind of creepy. But I am not going to veto it because I know every lots of other people have strong feelings about it. But personally, it is not one of my favorites. Langley making bold commentary here saying, you know what? Not this, Tyler. Not this time. Right? So that said, Tracy, it's all up to you. A picture of her at number six. Everybody knows what a hiney I am. Um, yes. I did not have this higher on my list, actually. Well, a little bit higher. I had it at five. Um, so I, I was actually shocked. I thought nobody else would have this in their top, like would play this at all. I thought I was the only one that was going to play it. So I'm quite happy with it at six, actually. I'm not going to veto it. So there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tracy is doing the happy dance for a picture of her. <laughs> At number six. So congratulations, Kate. That's locked in. Okay, great. So we've locked in a picture of her at number six. Let me do a quick recap. State of the list right now as Langley sends me her pick for number five. At 10, we have Curious Caterer, Fatal, Fatal Vows. At nine, Sweeter Than Chocolate. At eight, A Paris Proposal. At seven, The More 
Love Grows. At six, a picture of her. And Langley has sent me her choice for number five. It's a movie that features Ashley Williams, Luke McFarlane, Marcus Rosner, Peter Porte. It's Notes of Autumn. Best friends, Ellie Matthews and Leo Carrington rarely see each other since they live in very different places. Leo lives out in the country and is a successful author of a historical um, romance novel series. And Juilliard-trained pianist Ellie lives in an impossibly fabulous apartment in a more urban location and has moved from one unfulfilling career to another. Leo is suffering from writer's block and Ellie has just been fired from an event planning job as she continues to avoid resuming a career in music. They switch homes for two weeks, both hoping to be inspired by their new surroundings. They each meet and spend time with each other's best friend. As sparks fly and romance blossoms for both Ellie and Leo in their new surroundings, they also rediscover fulfilling career paths as they move forward with their new romantic partner. And this is not a spoiler. There are hilarious appearances by Kevin Smith and Pascal Hutton as the uh, characters that Leo is writing about in his romance series. So Langley, why do you why do you love this for number five? So when I did my initial list, this was actually my number one. Um, like when I was putting them through Letterboxd and I had to like put a lot of thought into this. So I would not be offended if it got vetoed and moved up higher, but just after spending more time with it, this was just a really fun movie. And I feel like it's a really great move in the right direction for Hallmark. I think it was interesting that it had friend, it had the friendship relationships. It also had romantic relationships. Having the cameos was so funny and new. I think Hallmark's done a lot of fun with uh, just cameos in general recently, but that one, these were particularly entertaining. Um, it felt, I mean, it was very when calls the hard ask, which made it that much better. Um, it was the storylines were fairly old harm hallmark, but because it had a lot of, it had a gay couple, which was really great. And then also having a heterosexual couple was really great. Just like seeing both in the interactions with everyone. I just really enjoyed it. It was a fun story and just different for Hallmark. And I just think it deserves to be on the list. Yeah, all all great reasons. You know, I am not a Hallmark movie expert by any stretch of the imagination. So I could be incorrect about what I'm about to say. But I think that, but having done a Luke McFarlane draft, um, back in 2022, when he announced that, you know, he wasn't going to be doing any more Hallmark movies. I think this was his first movie back with Hallmark since saying that, Notes of Notes of Autumn. I know that he was in a Christmas movie this year, the 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 Santa one. Um, but I think this was his first appearance back with back with Hallmark after doing that fabulous Netflix movie that he that he did. So it was great to just see see him back. Um so Langley, Langley puts forward notes of autumn at number five. And Kate, you are first up in the veto order. What do you think of notes of autumn? Did you like the movie? Yeah, I love this one. I actually have it at number one. Um, I'm not going to veto it though, because I don't have the number one spot. So it's no, there's no purpose to try and get it higher than this. Um, it's just exactly what we want from a Hallmark movie. Like it just an escape just to sit down and enjoy like some sweet couples and hall stars that we all love like 
all six hall stars and I include Kevin and Pascal like were perfect in this that was great I loved it yeah absolutely and Tracy so so what about you notes of autumn at, at number five what do you think yeah I only have one veto left because I also have it higher and I think it should be higher but I don't have the number one pick and I'm almost afraid if I leave this here, what she will play at number one. Can we make a deal since I do have the number one pick? <laughs> We're going to have some negotiations here. All right, let's hear it. Okay, let's hear it, Langley. I'll put my number three in this position and go ahead and lock in Notes of Autumn as number one. You're not like Brand. I think I believe you and I trust you. <laughs> Trace, I don't know if everybody could hear what you just said, but Trace said something about I got louder so that people could say it. No. Um, all right. I will use I will use my other veto because I think this needs to be higher on the list. I think it should be higher than five. So I'm gonna veto this one as well in the hopes that somebody else will play it higher. Um, yeah. All right. So Tracy is people can't say I'm a veto hog anymore. Tracy is not a veto hog at all and um, only has a veto override left to use if, if that opportunity even comes up. She has chosen to believe Langley when Langley says, I'll play this at number one. I have the number one pick. And so we're crossing off notes of autumn at number five. And Langley will send me a different movie and we'll see. We'll see how trustworthy Langley is as Tracy sits back and sips her tea. I think Langley is very trustworthy. I think Langley's trustworthy too. This is this is the time where we'll figure this out. See, I've played yeah. with Pete enough to know kind of like what movies she likes and what she doesn't. So I could almost guess that we were probably around this. I've never played with Langley before. So I don't know. No. Langley was the outlier, right? And that's outlier, right. not liar just outlier it's one word people <laughs> U -T -L -I. I am not calling langley a liar she's an outlier <laughs> i think she looks very trustworthy no matter what lynn says <laughs> i said she's an outlier not a lot my problem is i keep going back and forth i'm like well i want to pick something that everyone else is going to agree with in this position but <laughs> I'm trying to think through my list and make the adjustments because I am very trustworthy and I will keep to my word. It's already on my personal list as number one. <laughs> I have Langley's pick, replacement pick for number five. Langley the outlier, not the liar. Trustworthy Langley. That's what I'm calling you from now on. Langley has chosen a movie that features Amy Garcia as Birdie, Paul Campbell as her husband, Alden. It's the cases of Mystery Lane. Bertie Case is a successful attorney, but her hus husband Alden's indecisiveness about his career is causing major tension in their marriage. Super awkward. Um, when Alden secretly takes classes to become a private investigator and gets involved in a murder case, he's got to come clean to Bertie to unravel the mystery. However, he begins to suspect that Bertie may be hiding some of her own secrets. Langley, why do you like the cases of Mystery Lane at number five? So I already said I like mysteries. So obviously I put this fairly high to the um, up at the top for my initial choice. Um, I thought this was just a really fun mystery. It was different. Um, 
the leads are great. They have good chemistry. It brings in extra characters. The whodunit is kind of funny because it's such a random person who's done it, which is usually how it is. Um, they actually acknowledge that it's 2023 and talk about Fitbits. I don't know if the location um, capability is a legit thing that anyone can see where you are. But um, I just thought this was a really fun, different mystery series that I hope they make more of. Great answer. I hope they make more of it, too. It was it was different. I do love the mysteries as as you do as well. So um, I think I think many of the double deckers in, in enjoyed it as well. Um, maybe not everybody, but it got some it got some really great reactions. So let's see what Kate's reaction is. She had already said that eh, I don't have any more mysteries on my list, if I recall correctly. Um, what do you think of the cases of Mystery Lane, Kate? Yeah, I, I don't have any more mysteries on my list. This one was not on my top 10. Um, but as far as mysteries go, I think it is one of the better ones. I think it is a perfect use of Paul Campbell. It's one of his better performances. It reminds me of what I think is his best movie, movie which is Surprised by Love. He has kind of the same like quirky demeanor in that one. Um, so I won't veto it. I don't feel too strongly one way or the other about it, but as far as mysteries go, it is one of the better ones and his performance is really good. So well said. Well said. I love that movie. I love Surprised by Love as well. I, I think it's in my top 15 all-time favorite movies just because of the quirk factor and it's um and Tim Conway. How can you not love Tim Conway <laughs> in that film? Tracy, my dear, you are out of vetoes, but I still would love to know what you think about this. Cases of Mystery Lane is locked in at number locked in at number five. Kate, you can send me your pick for number four. And Tracy, what what do you think of this movie? I love this movie. I thought it was, I think the mysteries this year were better than um than than we've had in the in years past. So this is another one that was up there for me. It was it made my top 10. So I'm I'm so happy that it's five um because i um i love paul campbell in this one i thought he i could Catherine was saying it was perfect vehicle for him like he does the goofy quirky bumbling kind of thing really really well and so and it was a lot of fun to see him do that and um and then um and amy garcia was that her name amy no yeah, yeah amy, Gar amy garcia i think they worked really well together so um yeah i did like it it was i think it was kind of predictable, like how, how, who was going to be it, but I still love seeing Paul Campbell be bubbling and stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Great vehicle for him. Um, Aaron Beth, did you like this movie? Cases of Mystery Lane? I know you like mysteries. I adored this movie and I absolutely love this movie at number five. So <laughs> this is a, and this is a great movie and perfect use of Paul. I think perfect use of Paul Campbell. He is so good in those goofy, like you know when he plays a goofy character I think that is his wheelhouse that's where he needs to stay he just he does such a good job but I really liked it it was one of my favorite mysteries of 2023 guys we are rocking right along we are um already getting ready for the number four pick and as I am looking for Kate's pick Stephanie what did you think of Cases of Mystery Lane. I know you like mysteries. 
Yeah, I also really enjoyed this one. Um, I also uh, love that, love a crime story where the mob is involved. And um, I feel like we don't really get a lot of mob stories on Hallmark. Um, and so I just remember being like, oh, it's like about a mob boss. And like, it just, I remember just, there were some surprises in that way that were really fun. Um, but I agree with everything that's been said. Like it's, it was just a really fun one. And I really hope that they make more of these. Yeah. So listen up, Hallmark. Remember Stephanie earlier in the show said you're making better movies. I asked you to please not disappoint her in 2024. So there's your cue. Let's let's cough up some mob based movies for Hallmark. <laughs> mob romance. Is there anything better than a good mob related romance? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure someone will come up with that. All right. I have I have Kate's pick for number four. Everyone's been pretty friendly so far. There's been some upfront negotiating. This so I'm really interested to see what happens from um, from four all the way up to to one. So here we go. Kate has chosen a movie with um, Sarah Drew is Emily. Antonio Cupo is Matthew. It's guiding Emily. Emily is an active and athletic businesswoman who struggles to cope with her new reality after losing her sight in a climbing accident she had with her boyfriend, whose name I do not remember. Garth is a potential guide dog for her. He's struggling with his training, and he's voiced by actor Eric McCormick, who some of us remember from Will and Grace. Maddie Finocchio, Maddie Finocchio is in this. He plays Drew, Emily's supportive colleague at work. Emily's boyfriend moves away for a new job as she has lost her sight, so he's useless in helping Emily to adjust. And Andio Cupo, as I said, Antonio Cupo, as I said, is Matthew, um, the owner of an indoor climbing center where Emily used to go um, before losing her sight. So maybe he and Emily will fall in love. I don't know. Will they fall in love? What do you think? All right. Well, I think they will, but... <laughs> <laughs> here's how I feel about this one I think this was the most surprising movie of the year the synopsis of this movie left me with very low expectations and it turned out to actually just be really charming and an interesting deviation from a standard Hallmark movie not my synopsis I hope <laughs> no just just the talking dog at all just the fact that there's a talking dog in a movie left me with very low expectations um Maddie Finocchio could not have been better in this movie it was perfect use of him they did a great job on the breakdown of her existing relationship and building the new one. I never felt like any of that was inauthentic. Um, I think the movie could have worked with or without the talking dog, but since it was more of a thinking dog than a talking dog, it was okay. Not like cartoony. Sarah Drew was great. And finally, I must pay my respects to my top underutilized hall star, Antonio Coppo. He looks amazing in this movie. His character is so swoon-worthy, loved it, great movie. Great movie. You know, um, you actually are someone who changed my mind about Antonio Cupo. Um, yes. And it was from watching uh, Love at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. We won't say how that movie did not end up in the top 10 for um for the autumn research draft a couple of months ago but watching that movie and seeing him in that that's an old one like 2012 or something um completely changed my mind about him and so i've been sort of steadfastly going through and re-watching some antonio cupo hallmark movies and really really enjoying him so thank you kate for, yeah, for that education 
It's <laughs> great. It was great. Okay, Langley, it's up to you. Guiding Emily at number four. You still have a veto. What do you think of this movie? Did you Sorry, like I love this. I love this location. I have it third, so I'm happy with it to be um, in this position. Um, I agree with everything that Kate said. I just remember reading the synopsis and thinking this is going to be ridiculous and not like, just dreading it the night that it came out. And it was so clever and well done. And Sarah Drew had the performance of the year. And like, you can't do better than Antonio Cupo. And Maddie was just like at his peak. It was just like everything you say, you're like, and this, and this. It was just genuinely so good and so out of left field that I'm thrilled with it in this position. Um, it exceeded all expectations. Exceeded all expectations. Langley loves it at number four. Therefore, it's locked in at number four, guiding Emily. Okay, well, as Tracy sends me her pick for number three, Tracy, what did you think of guiding Emily? Can you pick and talk at the same time? <laughs> yeah, I already typed in mine, so uh, I just had to hear I it. I see it, yeah. Um, yeah, I have it. I don't have it quite as high, but it is still in my top 10. So I'm glad it made the top 10. Um, it's nothing I can do about it now anyway, but I agree with you all. I thought, oh no, this is not, this is going to be ridiculous. And it wasn't, it wasn't that ridiculous at all. I think, um, like I, I'm, I'm with Kate, I think probably didn't need the docking dog or the thinking dog, but I'm a sucker for any kind of dog. And so to give him thoughts, cause I do it all the time. When I see dogs, I give them thoughts. So this time I didn't have to do it. They did it for me. Um, but like with Maddie, Maddie, Finocchio, yeah, like everybody was just so it was it was a surprise. Wasn't expecting it. And yeah, Antonio Cupo is turning into one of my like, why don't they use him more uh, people? Because he was just so good in it and so charming. So, right. I, right. I love um, Aaron Beth. You you have a dog named Hamilton. I see him in the background from time to time. I love how we are making a very definitive clear distinction between a talking dog and a thinking dog where are you in that poll are you are you more for the talking dog or the thinking dog I would prefer that the dog had no voice at all <laughs> prefer a voiceless dog okay for voices and I feel like the movie was wonderful and great but I think it would have been better without the talking dog I'm glad he, or without the thinking dog I'm glad he was not a talking <laughs> dog I probably would have shut it off yeah okay keep your dog straight Stephanie where are you on the talking versus thinking dog spectrum yeah I I enjoyed the thinking dog in this movie um I think more just like before I had a dog I was just not a fan of it ever but now that I have a dog I'm just a sucker anytime there's a dog in anything. Um, so I'm just imagining like my dog, you know, what, what what's my dog thinking, right? So I was like totally yeah. on board the whole time. Absolutely. And Langley just held up the most adorable dog. Langley, does, does your dog talk, think, or is your dog voiceless? <laughs> my dog is voiceless, but he has lots of thoughts. <laughs> what's his name? What's his name? His name is Dirk. Dirk. Um, oh. I inherited him. He was my grandmother's. So he will be 15 in May. Well, welcome, Dirk. It was <laughs> beautiful to beautiful to see you. And I 
you can ask him what he thinks of the final list when you get a chance. <laughs> we'll, we'll take that rating. All right. I have I have Tracy's pick for number three. She has played a movie that we have already talked about before. It is the Haunted Harmony Mysteries Murder in G Major with Gethsemane Brown. So Tracy, tell us why you like this now at, at number three. It had been played uh, by Kate at number six and got vetoed. Why do you like it better at number three? Uh, I think it was the best mystery of the year. Um, I, even though I know that's what Kate said too, but she had other movies, I think, above it. But uh, I think it was the best one of the year. Um, Ireland, we got to see see Ireland. I think um, the story of the ghost, I think it was just, it was really well done. Um, Tamara was awesome in it. I think they they set it up for hopefully we get we hopefully we get some more of them um with a love triangle and which you know take it or leave it but I don't know if we'll get more like we could get more ghosts maybe more ghosts more mysteries I don't know how many murders can happen in a little town in Ireland but you never know crazier things yeah. have happened in Hallmark but, Steph uh, Stephanie would love it if the mob shows up she's made yeah, that very clear well, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but I just I just thought it was really well done. The story was different with the ghost, you know, and uh, yeah, so I really, really liked it. So I said it needed to be higher. And this is my last pick. So I said, I'm going to put it right here. It is your last pick. You guys have flown through this match. It's been really incredible. Um, Kate, are you going to let Tracy have her way by keeping Haunted Harmony Mysteries in um Murder in G major at number three. Of course, yes. I love that this is on the list. So like I said, a little higher than I would have had it, but I'm glad it's here. And I forgot to mention one scene I really love last time I was talking about. Like I love all the scenes where they're riding a bike and he's just like on the back of her bike, <laughs> like a bicycle. It's like so cute. Um, it's really fun. And yeah, I like this movie. I'm glad it's on the list. Kate likes the movie, so uh it's there for number three. Um Tracy played it so Langley what do you think like I said before I have I cannot do anything with this because I did not see it but everyone else seems to have loved it um as for having more mysteries in a small Irish town the BBC has done a good business um making all kinds of English and Irish and Scottish towns with mysteries. So this could go on for decades. <laughs> Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Okay, I'm going to do a state of the list as we're um, getting ready for Kate's pick at number two. Uh, Tracy can sit back and relax and maybe see if anybody throws a veto because she just has a veto override to be used. So at number 10, we have Curious Caterer, Fatal Vows. At nine, Sweeter Than Chocolate. At eight, A Paris Proposal. At seven, The More Love Grows. At six, A Picture of Her. At five, The Cases of Mystery Lane. At four, Guiding Emily. At three, Haunted Harmony Mysteries, Murder in G Major. And at number two, Kate has chosen a movie that stars Aaron Cahill and Marco Grazzini. It's Hearts in the Game. 
Publicist Hazel, that's Aaron Cahill, has to rehab the image of MLB Major League Baseball player Diego, that's Marco Grazzini, who just so happens to be her former flame. Kate, why do you like this one for number two? Yeah, this one on rewatch was one of my favorites of the year. Just it stood out. Um, at the beginning of the year, we got had a lot of really bad movies. And so I, I wondered if this one was higher in my list at that time because we had so many bad ones. But after rewatching a lot of these, this one stayed up at the top. Um, you can see the conflict coming from a mile away, but ultimately it was handled really well when everything came to a head for a Hallmark movie. I was really impressed with how that all went down. Um, the leads are great. I like seeing a lot more Marco Grazzini this year. He's He was in a handful this year and he has one coming out next week that I'm looking forward to. So ultimately it was a really enjoyable watch and I think it holds up. Very adult, not super cheesy. I don't know. Let's see what everyone thinks. Right. Of so hearts in the game, not super cheesy. According to <laughs> Langley, you have a veto. What do you think of hearts in the game at number two? So I actually loved this movie. Like when it came out, I remember loving it. And it Tracy's so mad. Oh, yeah, poor Tracy. <laughs> I think we have lost Tracy completely. I had it slightly lower, but I'm fine with it in this position. Um, I remember when it happened. I love Erin Cahill. I think she is great. Um, it's kind of like when we were talking about um, Rachel Boston earlier. It's like, I immediately want to like everything Erin Cahill is in. I don't know anything about baseball. And so I was kind of like, whatever. I like Aaron Cahill. Um, but I just really enjoyed this movie and thought it was fun. Aaron, Beth, and Tracy are having a conversation with their eyes about the baseball of this movie. But I'm not going to veto it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Langley's <laughs> tapping out. She's like, no, guys, I liked this movie. She is in lockstep with Kate. Tracy cannot stop her because Tracy only has a veto override. Um, I I don't even know what to say about this movie at number two, but it is what it is. Tracy, why don't you tell us how you feel about this movie at number two? <laughs> you obviously don't know anything about baseball because this was horrible. Like I have it down in the 40s, almost 50 on my list. Like, Look, Tracy, I, I am not watching Hallmark you know? movies for sports, okay? That's not why I watch these movies. <laughs> yeah, but if they're going to do sports, do them well, or or at least competently. And, oh boy, oh boy. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like Daniel on this one. Oh. It was a tough watch, yeah. Was, those of us like, I almost turned it off in the middle of the movie when I remember watching it. Like, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like... And I love Erin Cahill. I I adore Erin Cahill. She's one of the sweetest people ever. And and I wanted to like it for her, but gosh, golly, there's nothing I can do about it. But this is what happens when I want to play things higher on a list. Gosh, darn it. See, it, it should is, be a hog. <laughs> it is number two um, on the list. It's locked in. Langley's going to send me her number one, but I feel the need to ask Stephanie what she thinks of Hearts in the game. I personally would have loved a mob hit in this movie. <laughs> what did you think, Stephanie? Uh, this is 
my number one movie for the year. Yeah. Uh, I love this movie. Um, Wait, seriously? Yeah. I So, okay. So I also love Aaron Cahill. Um, I love the assistant Jax. Yep. I also, and I'm, I love sports. I'm also like not an expert. So I'm also not watching it for any sort of accuracy whatsoever. So I can see why for real sports fans, these movies are a hard watch, um, especially when they're really, really not on, on par, but I rewatched this, um, and I, similar, um, to Kate where I, thought like oh was this higher up because the beginning of 2023 was so bad but I rewatched it a couple of weeks ago and I was like oh my god I absolutely adore this movie and I was like you know what it's going up to the top so yeah it's my number one for the year because it's one I think I could just watch over and over and over again so Tracy is in physical pain listening to no. this <laughs> and I'm so you know sorry what? Tracy <laughs> You can I just say find, that when Stephanie it, sent over her list, because we, we trade beforehand, I literally had to look because I was like, did she send it backwards? Like, that's her number 10. You guys are good <laughs> sports. I for... of it being a number one. Yeah, you guys are good sports to let us try try out some just, you know, jokey um, pick shaming here. But since, since so many of you guys... Um, love it so much i'm gonna watch it again maybe there was something that i missed this could be another antonio cupo moment for me so i'll give it, an, I'll you, give it another watch I, can, I will try but Look, Look, I don't... so jacks stephanie brought up the character of jacks like you buy into the conceit that jacks knows what they're talking about when it comes to sports okay. then that's all you need to know like I, I know you guys know more about baseball than clearly I do, but it doesn't matter. Like, that's not what we're watching this movie for. We're watching it for the relationship and it's handled very well in this movie. And Stephanie, I knew we were on the same page because uh, in the fall feels one, I agreed with you the most on that draft. So there we go. <laughs> I feel like Aaron wore some really great coats and like a cape at one point yes. as well. And unrelated to the movie, but the wardrobe was also great sometimes the wardrobe matters so that's good i'm totally committed to watching this again i'm i totally it. am and you guys are super super lovely for letting us weigh in with a are you kidding me reactions <laughs> because we all have our we all have our own opinions and that's what makes hallmark movies drafts such a such a fun game to play so with that said I have the lovely Langley's pick for number one. It's a movie that we've talked about before, but let's talk about it again. Langley, the outlier who is not a liar, she's very honest, has chosen for number one, Notes of Autumn. Luke McFarlane, Ashley Williams, Peter uh, Porte, um, just a great, 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 great cast. Marcus Rosner. Langley, tell us why you love this movie for number one. So I said all this when I put it at number five. Um, when I initially looked at my list, it was my number one. And I was certain it was recency bias. Like, I was like, this was one of the last movies before we switched into Christmas. I feel like I, we all were so excited about it. We were excited about the cast. We were excited about the holiday-esque, um, like, switching homes switching lives situation, meeting someone in the other location and assumed that I had just 
got ex- was excited because of all the fun and it was the last one of the last of the season and didn't basically didn't want everyone to be like it's recency bias and as I read through and looked through and was like maybe it wasn't as great and then I was like it really was fun and very it had fall feels which I feel like we don't the fall movies don't always have the fall feels anymore and so we got the fall feels um I mean since I've already talked about Aaron's coat like the wardrobe was great and it you felt that it was a fall movie you got to see these great characters and the chemistry and it it deserves to be number one well said well said Langley um Kate you love this movie for number one I do it's also my number one I'm glad it's there it's glad it's there Tracy you like this movie for number one it was my number one so thank you Langley you are a woman of your word Langley is a woman of her word. Stephanie, you like this movie for number one? Yeah, it's great. This was, uh, I think, number five on my list, but fantastic movie all around. Loved it. Awesome. Well, speaking of Stephanie and Aaron Beth, before I read the list for a, a final time, um, why don't we why don't we reveal what our personal top tens were and see how we did against the panel? So, Stephanie, what? What was your personal top 10? Start with the 10th and go up to number one, please. Okay. So number 10, uh, Mystery Island. Nine, Made for Each Other. Haunted Harmony Mysteries, Murder in G Major. The Wedding Cottage. Three Bed, Two Bath, One Ghost. Notes of Autumn. The Dancing Detective, A Deadly Tango. Sweeter Than Chocolate. Make Me a Match. And Hearts in the Game. Great list. Great list. Aaron Beth, what is yours? Number 10, Made for Each Other. Nine, Curious Caterer Grilling Season. Eight, The Dancing Detective, Deadly Tango. Seven, Three Bed, Two Bad, Two Bath, One Ghost. Number six, The Wedding Cottage. Number five, The Cases of Mystery Lane. Number four, Haunted Harmony, Mystery in G Major. Three, Guiding Emily. Two, Mystery Island. And one, Notes of Autumn. Well, another another great list. Some titles from both of you that didn't even get played um, that made the top 10. My list um, shares those similarities. Um, at 10, I have a, um, and remember, we don't pick shame here, okay? So at 10, I have A Pinch of Portugal. At nine, Notes of Autumn. At eight, The Wedding Cottage. At seven, The Cases of Mystery Lane. At six, Field Day. At five, The More Love Grows. At four, Guiding Emily. At three, Three Bed, Two Bath, One Ghost. At two, The Dancing Detective, A Deadly Tango. And at number one, A Made for Each Other. Um, are there any movies that, that didn't get played, um, panelists, that, that you want to talk about a little a little bit? Did you? Yeah, I'll say that you guys mentioned that. So I got seven I matched seven. The three that were missing were Napa Ever After, which I already talked about. Um, Made for Each Other, which you guys all brought up, and The Wedding Cottage, which you all brought up as well. So those are the three that I was missing. Yeah. Well, what about you, Langley? Anything anything that you particularly like that that didn't get played or talked about today that you think's worth worth it worth a mention? So I had six that made the final list. The four that didn't were Never Too Late to Celebrate, Three Bed, Two Bath, One Ghost, The Wedding Cottage, and Made for Each Other. 
Yeah, let's talk about Made for Each Other for just a sec. That movie had many of us laughing like straight through everything from the fact that um, David Cohen, who stars in so many of these fake relationship movies as the fake relationship is now the legit sort of love interest that she falls in love with. And the actor who plays Clay, the, the statue that comes to life, just, you know, embraces the role at, and it's just hilarious. It's laugh out loud, laugh out loud, funny. Um, Stephanie, did you did you see Made for Each Other? Did you like it? Yeah, I love this movie. Um, I think one of the things that I really liked about it is that it features. It's like all centered around um, Jewish families, and it's like the one time that it's all about like Jewish culture, but it's not about Hanukkah. Um, and about like a religious celebration in any way. And so that part I really liked. Um, I'm half Jewish. And so it brought up like a lot of just like family things for me. And so I just thought it was really fun. I mean, yeah, I had, great. Tracy? I, had on my list. I had it on my top 10 too. I thought for sure that's what was going to be played too. Really thought that. Like that's if Hearts in the Game got vetoed, that's what I was going to play next. So, um, but I, I thought, oh, okay. Made for Each Other was so good. We haven't played it yet. I'm all maybe Kate will play that too like so that's what I thought was going to happen but it didn't I kept waiting for it too I kept thinking sure yeah, I was surprised it? we didn't play it yeah and others that we wanted to yeah what um, else was on what was on your list Tracy that uh, the that... only I only had two that didn't make my list so made for each other was the other when the other one was mystery island I think because I like knives out um both of those movies so much and it was so much like Glass Onion, not, obviously not as good as Knives Out, Glass Onion, but um, I like it when you just, you know, it's a, what was a locked room mystery too. So like, I just mm -hmm. like, I like um, uh, Elizabeth Henstridge. I used to watch S.H.I.E.L.D. all the time and she was in S.H.I.E.L.D. So um, anyway, I just, I like that one a lot. No, it is good. Any Anytime there's sort of like this Agatha Christie vibe, you know, they're yeah. on an island, they can't get off, somebody's dead, who did it? One of us did it. Um, so it was well done. So let me read the list for a final time. You guys were amazing. You locked this down in record time. Okay, you're all leaving with something. Your parting gifts. Langley leaves with a veto. Congratulations. And you are playing again. I don't remember when, but I know it's coming up. Um, Kate, I know you're playing again um, soon. You're leaving with a veto. Tracy is also playing again, and you're leaving with a veto override. So everyone has a little thing that they're leave leaving with, which is wonderful. And um, this is the singular definitive list of the 10 best Hallmark non-Christmas, non-holiday movies of 2023 as drafted by Tracy, Kate, and Langley. Here we go. At 10, Curious Caterer, Fatal Vows. At nine, Sweeter Than Chocolate. At eight, A Paris Proposal. At seven, The More Love Grows. At six, A Picture of Her. At five, The Cases of Mystery Lane. At four, Guiding Emily. At three, Haunted Harmony Mysteries, Murder in G Major, at two, Hearts in the Game, and at number one, Notes of Autumn. Great job, everybody. Let's say bye. Thank you so much for playing. Bye. 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 Hallmark Movie Drafts is a monthly production. 
Stephanie Pichelle creates the movie synopses using descriptions from IMDb or Hallmark.com as a base. Kate Baca vets the list of eligible movies and manages the Hallmark Movie Drafts letterboxed account where you'll find the list of eligible movies for each show, as well as the final top 10 lists and the panelists who drafted them. Erin Beth Cermak creates the trivia questions and the where to watch list, and along with Kate Baca, provides additional creative and research support. I'm Lynn Austin. I'm the showrunner, producer, and host. I staff the shows, create the show topics, manage the production schedule and the HMD socials, in addition to editing and publishing the podcast. Intro and outro music is courtesy of Amada Zapana. This show would not be possible without the dedicated and talented Deck the Hallmark podcast Double Deckers, who share their passionate opinions on these Hallmark movies that we love, or maybe not love, so much. If you like the show, please leave us a five-star review. It helps other Hallmark movie fans to find us. Check out Hallmark Drafts on Letterboxd and follow the show at Hallmark Movie Drafts on Instagram. See you next month. Thanks.